1: visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k if you missed that don't worry we have it in the description box of this episode so click that too and again big shout out to sprout solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork reclaim it with their payroll starter now let's begin this episode
0: The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Capita. Capita's software solution seeks to automate the equity management process for startups, including workflows around cap tables, ESOPs, due diligence, and transactions. Sign up at capita.com to get started with your digital cap table, ESOP, award granting, and all things equity. Free for companies with under 25 stakeholders. Also powered by Limitless Connect. Limitless Connect can provide digital CX solutions. The teams of Limitless Connect have years of CX experience, which equip them as the driving contact centers in the future. Sign up for a free consultation with Limitless Connect at www.limitlesscx.com. With Limitless Connect by your side, anything is possible. Also powered by Pod Machine. The simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. Some
2: people will focus on saving money, which is good. Some people will focus on making the most of what they have. Ako, I always look at what more can I do? How more can I earn? Uh, what can I do to earn more so that I don't just have to survive with X amount of money?
0: Welcome to Hustleshare, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences... But that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baityong.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We got one of them finally. I've just wanted my bucket list. I've been a big fan of this guy. So I, I I checked my messenger out. First time I messaged you was 2012. Wow. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was a about, long time ago. Yes, <laughs> almost over 10 years, and it's about new media and again. I've been a big fan ever since. Thank you, appreciate everything that you do. I've seen your metamorphosis, and every single time you becomes cooler and cooler. So you've done <laughs> new media gadgets. You've done shoes. You've done toys, but every single time you have But before I get carried away, let's welcome to the show, Mister Carlo Uplay of
2: Unbox. Thank you, thank you, okay. thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, hello, senaneko sa There you go. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for having me.
1: Very big, very big fan. And again. um, I'll try not to fanboy a little bit, but I've really been, uh, you're one of the earliest content creators that has been there. And one thing that I really love about what you do, again, you're a big inspiration of what we do here in, in Hustle Share and eventually turned into Podcast Network Asia, is your consistency. Ah, uh, yeah. That's just amazing. <laughs> You've been doing this all through the years. But before I get carried away, I need to ask you the million dollar question Carlo,
2: what's your hustle? Ah, uh, well, creating content and sure. making money out of it. <laughs> mm, which <laughs> that's is great, it. right? Yeah.
1: Amazing. And again, the, the beauty about what you do too as well, you're not selfish. You've always taught people inklings of learnings. You've always been educational. And one thing I love about what you do is you seem to always have fun. I'm not sure if that's the thing uh, always yeah. behind the scenes, but the way you portray it, man, you, you, you look like you've been having a ball this whole time. But I you yeah. need you to buckle up real quick. Sure. Because we're going to have to ride the hustle share time machine. Woohoo. Oh, Mommy me, wow. sound effects. <laughs> we're going to have to go back. Because again, before you were Carlo of Unbox and New Media, you were hustling as well. Right? Yeah. Uh, and again, knowing the Ople family name, I, it, it, this is the roots of Bulacan.
2: Yeah, right? politics. There you
1: go. <laughs> but I want to understand growing up, um, what was it like? And eventually, obviously, now you're an entrepreneur. Right, but what was the dream like back then? What are what were the early influences to hustling? Because you're a hustler by default, and how did you learn that from people that you were surrounded on early on?
2: Well, well, I'm fortunate to to have grown up with a lot of idols mm-hmm. that were very close to me because they are family. Yeah. So my grandfather was the late uh, senator and secretary Blase Fople, yeah. and he was a very big influence, not just to me, but I think my entire family. You no, know? so when I was young. Uh, the dream was actually to to, to serve and to oh. be part of government and wow. to to follow somewhat in the footsteps of my grandfather and that that was a dream early on okay. uh, but eventually I, I I think as you as you grow up and, and you discover what are the things that you love what are the right. things that you like uh when you realize certain things then the dream changes and and kind of conforms to your life experiences right. So, a, a big part of who I am from being able to speak, from being able to, uh, you know, share learnings and, and, and being a go-getter is a big part of that is the, the training, I guess, yeah. uh, that comes from being part of a pol- political family. Right. Uh, because back then, if there were campaign, if it was campaign season, I'd go out. My father oh. would let me speak to all the different barangays. Uh, that would be every three years, pag may kampanya. Right. So, that was... Like that was like public speaking one on one on a whole new level. Cause yeah. say it it the audience changes. Mm-hmm. I would speak in front of, for example, wives of congresswomen or like a gathering of their association or their group, or for example, some barangay uh in natin haguno yung group grupo mang right. mga mangingisda So it, it really changes and you have to learn how to speak, how to connect and how to read an audience early on. Uh, and that was a big part, I guess, of my training. Right. as a I guess as a communicator of sorts right. so I guess from there mm-hmm. it just evolved eh, to to all my different passions but I I, I discovered gaming late high school or early college fell in love with Starcraft you know those games Ah, Red Alert Alert. Counter Strike (laughs) Ragnarok and even back then I was already doing content creation because in Ragnarok what I did was I I would tell stories on the forums back then there was no Facebook on how our guild was you know going what were the stories who were the different players the different guilds I would write it was kind of like PR and content marketing in a very Pre-social media age. Nice. So a lot actually of the training. So if the first part of the training was the political part, mm. the second part of the training came from Ragnarok Online. So
1: digital native,
2: very, very early in the game. Yeah. Dial-up era. <laughs> yeah, yung talaga kailangan mag-dial. But, but, but you, I learned so much from that game. Right. Because I the, the class I picked was yung merchant slash blacksmith. Basically a trader. Mm. So I, I, I learned how to buy and sell. I learned how to buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. I learned how to spot deals. I learned how to haggle. I learned how to communicate properly, to scout for good deals, mm-hmm. how to influence, uh, you know, how people perceive you as a seller and as a trader, right. uh, and 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 just being very entrepreneurial in a game. Right. So a lot of the lessons that I learned from PR, marketing, communications, and even buying, selling, and hustling actually came from. Ragnarok Online. That's
1: amazing. And again, you already have that skill stack very early on. That again, till now, you've just been doing this for years and years and years. It becomes so much... Now Now it makes so much sense because you've been doing it for such a long time.
2: Yeah, decades. Right. But
1: (laughs) one thing that you've been a main proponent... I made actually a shout-out several episodes ago about what you say about 9 to 5 in 71. Ah, yeah. Right? And (laughs) we'll, we'll do a deep dive about that later. But when did work start to creep in because if you're doing this high school probably yeah. little, little college I'm looking at your LinkedIn and you, you're still doing the game, game stuff you're still your first job on LinkedIn that you said is net games and then you did level up yeah how did that blend in now because it's rare that again we're, we're all blessed because we get to do stuff that we like yeah most people don't agree right um, how did that become work all of a sudden and at the same time You're still having fun.
2: Well, it was really annoying. Asiguro, I was so noisy in the world of Ragnarok (laughs) that the online gaming space kind of took notice. So, when there was this company, Net Games, that was backed by EPLDT, was putting together a team, the internet cafe owner where I used to play StarCraft a lot so shout out to Axel Corner up so he used shout to own out. Netopia uh, recommended me uh-huh. to the CEO of Net Games as like uh-huh. a community manager for their games because I was so passionate about the gaming space okay. so they one interview led to one to another ended up working there mm. and that's where I realized I knew nothing about marketing <laughs> at all because <laughs> imagine mo, some, I was very I, I mean my course in college was the easiest course in Netopia at least to my experience interdisciplinary studies okay. so so I suddenly had to learn marketing 101. I had to learn uh, positioning. So the good thing about me, I guess, is when I when I set my mind into it, parang I will learn everything and everything just to get it done. It. So back then, wala pa, may Google na but it wasn't mm. as famous. So what I did was I bought all the books, parang uh, marketing 101, Libroni Kotler, positioning, focus, and read it all. So I I studied, pati mga blue ocean strategy. You know the books that wow. the professionals would read. Wow. I consumed everything. Uh, when the time came that I eventually had to handle like a business mm-hmm. and learn the finance side, I really bought finance for dummies because I didn't right. know. You know, in national uh, bookstore right. <laughs> <laughs> you na. the yellow
1: ones
2: Yeah, and and I sought yeah. out mentors early, so I I would I would speak with our CFO. To ask him to teach me how to read a balance sheet. Wow. Uh, I spoke to our marketing head back then, shout out to RJ's. CFO, si shout out to Anupala, to Rick Laig, who's a good friend until today. Uh, si Francis, who was my, my the brand manager that I reported to, taught mm. me about uh, ANP management, wow. uh, positioning, how to properly mount events, and mm. stuff like that. And yung CEO namin back then, si Jane Walker, she was the person who took, you know, who gave me my break gave me the job that the the first job that, that I had. Uh-huh. Uh she was so such a big mentor figure for me. Uh-huh. I mean she taught me business development, how to negotiate, uh and I just soaked everything up as much as I could right. uh, early on. And suddenly it was just 5 6 years already na and I've right. gonna totonan in that particular phase in my uh-huh. life. The most siguro the most crucial moment uh-huh. was during that time there was one moment where uh, I was in an internet cafe and siguro pinaka life changing siguro if I were to trace back to one singular moment that defined a lot of who I am today. Right. So I was in an internet cafe with my girlfriend okay. tapos who's my wife now. Shout out. Uh, to shout out to Mitch uh, who ta suddenly pinasok kami ng mga hold-upper. Yeah. Tapos, uh, long story short, na barila three times. So, Are you kidding uh, me? That, that, that was, a, that was a, not a fun moment. Oh my um, God. Tapos, the, the bullets went through and through. Okay, Pagatapos no. nun, parang sabingan parang, nam, ka na, kasi parang I was having flashbacks already. Right, uh, no. was that a long story? death or, experience, uh, yeah. literally. Super near death experience. Oh That's, after surviving that, I won't go through all the details na lang of, of that particular experience. Parang that's when I realized that life can be super short. Parang it can yeah. just be taken away just like that. Yeah. Uh, and parang the flashback part of that time when I was lying on the ground was that I wanted to do more. Wow. Parang there was a lot of regret in not being able to live more. Wow. So after that, I really set myself to only pursue stuff that I would enjoy. That would make me happy. Because wow. there's that constant feeling that life is short. That's amazing. So everything that I did after... Was really, will I enjoy this? Will I like this? Will I learn from this? Mm-hmm. Can this build up to like my biggest plan ever of like retiring in my mid 40s? That was like the big dream. Eh? Got it. So, everything until everything after that, mm-hmm. you know, all
1: right. So, after that, again, you have now this epiphany that all right, everything that I like, every life is short. I want to, you you want to live in the now, but. A lot of the, the the kids also now, so I always, again, I'm a tito in this podcast, right? Because a lot of the Gen Zs listen to the, to the show. Sometimes they mistake living in the now to being zero-sum that you only can live in the now and not look ahead in your future. And you still have that goal. How did you start building to that lifestyle that you want to do while still having fun? Because most people think it's zero-sum. I'll YOLO now. I will go to party. <laughs> I'll waste all my money F, F everything else and be responsible, and you can actually make it work where you in, you enjoy every single step while you're building towards that dream life or dream lifestyle that you
2: well, to do well well Sigurd said it's a mix of several things number one it's um, I, I wouldn't call it like an abundance mindset because some people right. call it an <laughs> abundance mindset but yes. I would call it like more of like a hustle yes. a hustle mentality yes. uh-huh. so for example some people will focus on saving money right. which is good some people will focus on uh, making the most of what they have. Okay, I always look at what more can I do? How more can I earn? Yep. Uh, what can I do to earn more so that I don't just have to survive with X amount of money? Correct. So... That has always been my mindset. Do I have to buy and sell? Do I have to invest in the stock market? Do I need to flip a business? Do I need to invest? Right. Do I need to take a sideline job? Do I need to do consulting? Do I need to do speaking? Do I need mm-hmm. to write a book? Do I need to sell something? That has always been like the mindset early mm-hmm. on. Na parang there is no feeling of lack of opportunity. Got it. Because the world is literally your oyster. You're chasing so, all the time. Yeah, because there's so much you can do. Eh, and there's right. so much you can earn, laluna in the digital space. Absolutely. From AdSense back then Which used to be big Because there was a time (laughs) That AdSense In the Philippines The CPM rates Were the same as the US Wow So the early bloggers Not even vloggers Made a killing Absolutely. Just by just by having the AdSense code in their websites, sure. they'd earn like a hundred, I don't know, 30, 40, fifty thousand in the early two thousands, which was big, right? Pesos, pesos. But a big amount na yun for Correct. for small time websites. And that's super passive. Yeah. Oh, right. eh, Suddenly the CPM rates were adjusted based on region. It eh, oh eh, eh, plummeted sure. from there. But anyway, my point was always having that mindset that you can always earn more to afford you. Uh, the life that you wanted, Got it. Right? So that that was number one. That's number two. It was really having a picture of what life I wanted to have. Your favorite. And 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 my picture is to retire early and live and just enjoy. That's amazing. so retire by my mid forties, completely retire. As in, talagang just pursue what you want to do. You can have consulting jobs every now and then, but but just focus on stuff that you love and then live you know, the the rest of my life enjoying it with my wife. Parang ganon, yeah. travel the world, and stuff like cats, that. And, my, and her cats, diba? So yun yung parang number two, having that very clear-cut goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number three is really executing against the plan because a lot right. of people dream <laughs> but yes. not a lot of people execute. So if you take a look at, for example, my LinkedIn, mm-hmm. everything there. Kind of is connected to one another from the gaming side. Then I fell in love with digital. So I went to Friendster. Then I wanted to go into content. I went into TV5. Right. Uh, then I fell in love with advertising. So I put mm. up a digital agency and worked with uh, DM9. Mm. Um, and the last corporate stint that I had was that I've always had the itch to work for a telco company. That was a mm. strong itch. Mm. So I had the last five years, the last five years of my corporate career, was being in PLDT as a vice president for different roles. No? Wow. So after that, uh, when the time came to leave and I've, I was already able to save up and I was already able to lay down the foundation for the businesses because right. I've been side hustling since 2012 and yep. building businesses in 2012 on the side mm-hmm. uh, and the team was already big. Nice. Na parang To the point now, oh, my sideline is it has more opportunity and upside to it than right. staying in in PLDT. Okay. So that's when I made the decision to leave.
1: Okay, that's the leap. But I want to uh, uh, zero in just on on the, that journey uh, going from, again, side hustling 2012 for almost 10 years or, uh, of doing that. You said the the main objective was to only do things that you liked. Yeah. But if we're chasing, somehow, someway, there are things that are shit. They're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this, right? But again, there's also that that very vivid dream that you were saying that, all right, you gotta take it a little bit because you were trying to chase that dream that you you're like. How did you survive or how did you plow through those days where it sucked? Because oh. it's not all rainbows and butterflies, right? There are things that, oh my God, I don't want to do what, what, what I'm doing anymore and whatnot. But you have to pull through and you, the hustler in you for sure did it, but how did you go through that process?
2: Uh, well it's it's knowing myself well number one so uh, an internally Gary Vaynerchuk self-awareness is a yeah. big thing mm-hmm. so one of my favorite books even before I discovered Gary V was uh, Strengths Finder mm-hmm. so Strengths Finder is a book that has a test in it that if you take it it will give you your top five strengths yeah. uh, and then you can build your workflow you can build your company you can build your team around your strengths so that you're always at your natural best nice. parang ganun. Yeah. Um, and that book will also teach you how. what are the best ways for you to deal with the problem mm. ba? so that has been like, kind of like my north star so if Got you guys it. haven't bought the book make sure to buy it read okay, it bad. take the test mm-hmm. and actually yung test. Na yon, my top 5 strengths I'll, I'll share lang very quickly it's so me okay. Parang it's activator maximizer competitive significance and ideation so mm. those 5 things combined basically means that if I think of something I have to do it right. I'll do it fast I'll execute fast and then most likely i'll get tired and do something else <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so <laughs> but it was intense
1: and you'll get the job yeah
2: so it's really deep work to get something started right and then when it's up uh my my biggest problem has always been parang how do i grow it and scale it mm-hmm. so what i've done through the years was to surround myself consciously with people who would complement my skill set who would fill in the void of my weaknesses mm-hmm. So early on, sa lahat ng sa back then, hmm. it was just lesson after lesson of realizing that that was really the problem. God. And then when you realize it and you adapt to it, hmm. and then you try to fix it and pivot, then that's where the magic happens. When you pick up, when your losses turn to lessons, that right? That.
1: All right, and well, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we will now discuss that nine to five to seven to one grind and how Sounds you're awesome. able to then jump from side hustling to be to doing everything that you love at this one. But let's talk about that more after the break.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt
0: until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
1: Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth, submit your pitch to Impact 24, and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about... That's saschallenge.ph And good luck and see you guys
0: in Impact 24. And we're back in the
1: break. We are still with Carlo Oplow again. Told us the amazing journey of how he was able to go from, again, being a prodigy of a, a, a grandson of a politician to then chasing uh, his j- dream after his second chance in life. But again, a big influence to me is what you always say in your vlogs that nine to five, five is, what build, is your uh, career, build your career, seven
2: to one, build your dreams. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I lived that life for a very long time, though I did take the jump. It was very risky and I <laughs> failed so many times. But again, it was too little, too late. I already took the leap. And a lot of the people that listen to Hustle Share are living that life. You know, they're in their nine to five. A lot of them are considering to create a startup. And we always say it's not zero sum. You can do both. Yeah. But what's required is hustle in between both. I'm sorry, but there's going to be some trade-offs that you're going to have to do in yeah. your life to assess. Because the only finite thing, the only finite thing that we're all given is 24 hours. Exactly. Right? What you do with those 24 hours is up to you right? And your priorities. But let's start with that first. When you started, what's your first side hustle and what was your main job doing that? And what was the objective when you were starting to play around with this 9-to-5, 7-to-1 grind?
2: Ah, shucks. Parang ever since at the start, I was already doing odd jobs on the side. Mm-hmm. So even when when I was in college, parang I would buy and sell. Well, it's, it's technically not encouraged so i would go to <laughs> i would go to divisoria and okay. buy those class a lv bags oh. and then i would sell them to like rich the the Tutuban hustle oh, right <laughs> i would go there i'd buy oh a lot God. and then i'd sell them pagkatapos eventually when i was working in uh i was working in the gaming industry okay. i i discovered blogging Okay. So that's where I found out about how you can generate income mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, AdSense and all that, the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, I also discovered how to, you know, do the the basics of the monetization of content from affiliate marketing, yep. Amazon ads. I did my first stint as, a, I guess, like an outsourced but virtual assistant back yeah. then. I do PowerPoint presentations for marketing directors in different countries. Wow. Because I was good at making PowerPoint presentations. Right. Old desk, o, o o desk. Desk, yeah, desk. I can't remember now what, it's what. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. And then just through the years, eh, I, I just kept creating content. But that, that was a consistent thing. It was creating content and monetizing content. That. By either through advertising, selling, affiliate sales. And that just carried through. Mm-hmm. When I was working in. My, my biggest side hustle came in 2012 when I put up on Box.ph while working as the new media head for TV5. The biggest
1: budulero. I bought so many <laughs> gadgets, I shouldn't have bought
2: because of this. Guy. <laughs> so, but pero, pero was hard. Because imagine every night when I would go home, I'd write the articles. So, for two years, I was the only guy behind box. Solopreneur. Oh, uh, so I would write, I would review, I would take leaves to attend events. Wow. <laughs> to cover events. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, that, parang eventually you learn. The good thing about having a side hustle while being in corporate is that you get to apply the lessons of corporate in your side as well so I learned how to you know manage teams build teams learned the lesson of you cannot do things alone that for you to scale you need to really have teams in place so that's when I started to realize oh I need to hire Mm -hmm. I need to build teams Mm -hmm. so that's when I started hiring building teams early on the first four people I I hired are Mm -hmm. still with me today that's amazing so shout out to Jamie, Leia and John well, first three pala, Jamie, Lea, John, and Ling. Okay. Jamie, Lea, John, Ling.
1: That's it. But a couple of things I want to know. Because again, you've transitioned so many times. And every single time that you're doing, you're a first mover. From blogging to, again, tech to shoes, all of these things. You can't do that if you don't have this innate ability to learn on your own. Which a lot of people, again, look at the whole populace. And people are always dependent on, hey, so nobody taught me. So I'm just uh, it's, it's their fault nobody told yeah. me. but the ones that actually make it this far and really get a head start find a way to learn when the opportunities are actually just in place si- in plain sight how did you develop that acumen over the years Google
2: <laughs> 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 Alamohan ngayon there's so many people even some of my teammates Who tell me oh, I don't know how to do this Google mo GMG Oh suddenly all the <laughs> all the things that you need to know is there how do I do a marketing pitch deck Google mo I yeah. promise. PhD Google University. <laughs> I've learned so much and I've built so many businesses just by Google. Kite right. yung younger people nga today. Mm-hmm. Parang when they say I don't know how to, parang sarap tilab batuganta. Google mo. <laughs> Everything that you need is friggin' at the tip of your fingertips. Exactly. All the information, all the all the power that there is the world has to offer uh-huh. is in Google. Okay. And well, people don't. Instead, they maritessa Viber and Facebook and. <laughs> or dance on TikTok. Diba? Parang Google mo I mean, para akin, me, Google is the most underrated tool ever, especially here in the Philippines. Because everything that you need to know
1: mm-hmm. is there. They've yep, so, indexed it already. They know
2: everything. Yeah. Parang ako, as in talagang, a lot of the skills that I have today. Parang ano lang yan, when I was starting out, they I told you I read books. Yeah. When I discovered the power of Google, I realized, oh, I don't need to buy books. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, NBS. No, I'll you just envious. Google everything. Right? So, yeah. and
1: Okay, I want to understand though, because again, you were pursuing corporate and you had to do well in your 9 to 5. Yeah. Right? And you still had to do your 7 to 1. But the, the main thing there is that in order for you to pursue that, most people, again, they get fomo Doubt. out. It's like, hey, I'm missing out in my life. I need to experience life more. But there's a trade-off. While you were chasing this, In the world around us, when young, early 20s, early 30s, the world is like, oh, travel here, blah, blah, blah. But most of those people are broke. What were you telling yourself that, and what were you constantly trading off to pursue what you wanted in exchange for what you could have gotten now with instant gratification?
2: Yeah, so siguro travel was never really a big part of my list. Mm -hmm. It was never really a big priority. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate to have met siguro my partner early on. Mm -hmm. So, like what I mentioned, I met my wife first year college. Wow! So we were boyfriend girlfriend first year college. So there was yeah. no, there was no pressure to go out and and meet people, and because that was already, you know, I, I'm happy. I'm, yep. Then, I got That's married. A rock, okay. Yeah, I, I got married twenty. So we've been together now actually for ten years, boyfriend girlfriend, twelve years married. That's amazing. So we've been together for for twenty two years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. And, and having her there and and constantly pushing me and reminding me and keeping me grounded mm. parang just made things so much easier right. to focus on what ned, what I needed to do mm. especially when I got married because when I got married everything became parang super focused now right. it's building a life for you and me mm. that's why I you know I'm di ba, a lot of people are so anti marriage and the insti- di ba, and right. the institution of marriage mm. but what a lot of men and couples don't realize is when you get married, it's like, it's not, there are some people equated to like chains. Yeah. But it's, no, it's you're liberated from a lot of Correct. things. I have a constant there. Yeah, and you get to focus. Through thick and thin. Yeah, you get to, for example, the, si Mitch has, be, has seen me through everything. From wow. my absolute lowest mm-hmm. to my absolute peak nice. so far. Mm-hmm. And there is no one else in this world who's seen that. Yeah. Just her that history by itself is so rich, deba.
1: And be there on the side. Not just watching from afar, but yeah Go through that hustle Over time Yeah right?
2: and, and sometimes Be the victim of it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry
1: But again I'm pretty sure You live by the The golden rule Happy wife Happy life There
2: you oh, go man, of Happy wife Happy life Pero in fairness to my wife siya, happy husband Happy life So parang nice. For example I, I play Now I'm, I'm so into Magic the Gathering again Because oh, wow. I played that When I was in grade Full circle school Now I'm running ako. So you'll see Missy Sobrang niya ako. In, a, in a tournament Normally siguro some Siguro some wives would be uh, kind of annoyed. Pero siya, parang alam niya na na nag-enjoy ako. She would actually go there and bring me coffee, bring me food, cheer me on. So parang, oh, I'm so blessed. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. So having that partner Mm -hmm. early on, plus having a clear goal, parang na wala, hindi naging issue sa akin yung FOMO eh. It was never, there was absolutely no regret. Nice. In missing out whatever I missed out on, because if I missed out on anything, probably it wasn't that important. Yeah. But as long as, parang I, I had my girlfriend slash wife, I was building a career, I was building a business, mm-hmm. and had the vision. I was enjoying what I was doing, and I was building towards something that I really yep. wanted to do.
1: That's amazing. Now let's talk about the failures. You mentioned earlier that there you had you made so many failures along the way. Oh yeah. While you were do while during those side hustles, can you walk me through some of those and what did you learn? Because eventually those are stepping stones to what you realize now when you're ready to take the full jump take the full leap and you're building your army uh, like Kang the Conqueror on the side (laughs) you know know?
2: For example one of the first things that I did was I started to I started a consultancy in I think 2009 2000 I can't remember what what year specifically Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what the consultant (laughs) actually did I just said oh it would be nice to become a digital marketing consultant okay so, I got several clients. Okay. Didn't really know what to do with them. <laughs> didn't know how to charge. Didn't know that I needed to hire properly. Wow. Parang I stretched myself too thin. Parang instead of, of talking about the strategic role of digital and what should have been a consultant's role, mm. parang I ended up becoming like an agency, which I wasn't prepared ah. for. By actually taking on the work uh, right. that would come after the consultancy thing. Diba? Right. So, that wasn't like the best. Phase of my career, but I learned so many things, learned a lot, and again applied all of those things later on in the different businesses. Mm -hmm. Ah, you know, trying to get, parang saying yes to partners or saying yes to investors without you realizing that you don't really need them. Mm -hmm. So that was a mistake that I had back then. Parang you just get them for your money correct pero the real the, the the real benefit of having you know investors is their strategic value to the correct. company that you would have so that was another lesson that I would later on apply mm-hmm. Parang, yeah there's just so many Parang all of those little things would add up eventually to when the time came where I left pldt and started to really go all in mm-hmm. on the thing which I'm currently doing now that's
1: amazing and one thing that again what I, I'm Super, again, I'm fanboying. I'm just saying, you're, my, you're one of my idols, right? You've, you've come from you behind the keyboard to now become you behind the camera. And when I and you started doing like, wow, this guy is just amazing. You started doing reviews. And then you now started going from gadgets.
2: To sneakers, yeah. <laughs> to like to watches, to toys.
1: Oh my God. How did you even go through this metamorphosis? Because every single time, you're upping the auntie. And you're 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 relevant every single time you where 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 you go. Um, how did you make that transition? Because it's not easy. Like okay, some people I can't write for shit, right? <laughs> it's just I write the way I talk, so there's gonna be a lot of cuss bums there and a lot of grammatical errors over time. But I know my medium. You've made jumps and you did well. What were those new skills you had to acquire? and get used to before you really got your feet when and said alright I'm pretty good at this
2: training you know what it really boils down to the training when I was a kid yeah. um,
1: you're a natural because at that
2: yeah because yeah. so. at that time my grandfather would always tell us to read books so I read so many books when I was young nice. so I kept that habit for the longest time nice. being able to write comes naturally if you read a lot mm. being able to speak comes naturally well if you speak a lot so <laughs> Nice. I, 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 back then, I would I would be sent to all different parts of the not as a speaker in the sense that you teach, right. but to represent you know my family in mm. whatever way to talk to different crowds yep. in different parts of the country. So it was really just because of that. But eh. uh-huh. that was like my super training, if I guess, nice. early age, na translated really well uh, later on. Uh-huh. And having that mindset, nga, na I just I'll just do it and I'll fix it later. Yeah. Parang it's out. Correct. for example you're saying writing so I, I would make a lot of mistakes but I still make a lot of mistakes yeah. grammar and structure today but it's so easy naman to edit right. parang you write it you publish you take <laughs> a look oops malay, edit or someone tells you "Oy, malito." weird oh, I'll edit right. parang it, to some people kasi, a mistake for them is so bad na it's devastating Na they feel that they can't live after mm-hmm. to me a mistake is a mistake right. okay I'll edit done so parang there's no fear of making small mistakes yeah As long as you can edit, fix, or you know, course correct it later on. So, yung jumping naman from the different topics, sabi natin from sneakers, gadgets. Those are all just pursuit of stuff that I like. You really like them. And trying to monetize them by creating content. So there was a time I fell in love with gadgets. There was a time I fell in love with shoes. There was a time I fell in love with watches. There's a time I fell in love with toys. Now I'm falling in love with building the business that I have. No, so I put up a new series on YouTube which is called uh, bet vlogs because <laughs> <laughs> we're Why? betting on ourselves but <laughs> it shows you the behind the yeah. scenes of us building the company that okay. we're building so yung, yung theme ko is I want to hit 1 billion in wow. company value by my before I hit 45 Wow! and then hopefully I either sell it or IPO it and then I retire peacefully so that's, yeah. that's the goal mm-hmm. so the bet vlogs so like, <laughs> chronicles that so with the, my different teammates shows them what we're doing we, we just released episode 1 last week nice. we're releasing episode 2 on thursday that's amazing so bet vlogs so so the yeah. so yun bago so in dina unboxing it's just the pursuit and and again it's a good this what what makes it even more fun because i don't i don't chase the numbers eh. yeah so some people will go after the views mm. so for example ako it's natural to just keep churning out Unboxing of shoes because that's what gives me views. But Mm. in my head, I don't enjoy that anymore. Mm. So I don't care if the views are like 10, 20, 30% of what they used to. Right. But I'll keep creating content and then I will attract the audience that wants this type of content. And then they'll follow me along. So the new mindset then.
1: All right. Now I want to zero in before we take our last break on that process where you had two hustles and they were starting to. one-up each other. I want to understand the leap. What were those things you had to tick on the side where you're building the side hustles because, again, that's where people are typically most confused and most scared? That leap. Was it clear to you that you were eventually going to take that leap? It's just a matter of time. And what did you have to tick in order for you to take that leap?
2: Yeah. Number one, yes. It was clear because I was building a business. I wasn't just building a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So that was the intent. And number two, the goal was to really... Transfer from the corporate world To entrepreneurship To entrepreneurship But With a very appreciative And thankful View At my corporate life Got it Some people kasi Want to leave because they feel like It's so bad They're done Now they're yeah. done Ako kasi parang, I learned so much Parang from the marketing side to handling business to the network that I have today to all the brilliant marketers that I've worked with, to all yep. the amazing agency people that I have had the pleasure of working with throughout my marketing career, mm-hmm. to having worked closely with, you know, titans of this industry such as Mani Pangilinan, yep. uh, sa PR side working alongside Monisberto. I mean, it, yep. parang for career wise, there's. I mean, I'm I'm just really grateful. For example, in my advertising time, I was working with Merli Jaime. Merli Jaime wow. is like the creative, yep. one of the, the most queen. prominent creatives, mm. not just in the world, but not and I mean not just in the Philippines, but really in the world. Yep. And then she broke the glass ceiling talaga for so many female creatives. Di ba? Sure. So I, I learned from her. Yeah. So yung yung anunya, perseverance, yung yung grit niya on how to 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 how her creative process yeah. and talagang. I just feel so blessed to have had so many amazing mentors that I wouldn't trade that experience for anything else. So it was really just a matter of, am I ready? So you were saying, when 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 was I ready? Okay. Uh, well, it was really just a matter of you no, know, taking a look at the finances. Mm. Can I move there and still have the lifestyle that I would have if I move there? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then good. And for me, that was saving up enough money to have runway so that I don't have to s- rely on the business and put pressure on the business. Got it. When I would transfer.
1: And what that's what amazes me so much because you could have easily gone the venture route. You could uh, have yeah. easily gone startup route. I mean I had to. I don't have I didn't have the wherewithal to accumulate and whatnot. My hustle was all right, I, I, I know how to I have a very good network that can write checks. They'll take a bet, my job's to not fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hit those numbers, right, and then enjoy the rest of the way. But for you to bet on yourself and really bootstrap this, that's a long game. But that's the right way because again, startups by default tech startups they're the, they're in a burning money game, right? Most don't make it alive. <laughs> I know <laughs> over ninety percent don't make it alive, but some anomalies make it through, uh, build a profitable business. Or grow fast enough to go IPO that eventually it offsets all the mistakes before. But why did you decide to go the, the traditional route, which is profit over growth?
2: Because my first business, I took in money. My very first business. And then it was money that I realized that… That's one of the pain, most painful lessons. Eh, na, ah, okay. So when I have investors, a lot of investors… And I wasn't majority. Oh, you got diluted? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I couldn't, I oh. couldn't do it the way I wanted to. Yes. So that was one of the most painful lessons that I had early on. Okay. And then eventually, you supply those learnings. Like what I said, okay. you turn losses into lessons. So, I'm not. when I see people dwelling on their failures and not realizing that that was like a teaching opportunity. Yep. Parang sayang eh. Parang you could really turn that into something big, like five years down the road, right? Time is is your ally. So just learn and then later on, apply. You'll be much better off. So, ito, dito sa journey that we're on right now, it's the same thing. Parang, do I really need to raise? The money's there. The revenue's there. So, not yet. I mean there but we have plans of doing so. Cause okay. it will eventually lead to the plan that we have Sabina several years down the road. Right. For example, we started a recently we started a content studio that would focus on micro content uh micro episodic content. Na yep. interactive. So I'll talk about it later on. Yep. But for that one, there were so many interested parties. In, in coming in on a seed round so parang okay. ako okay so let's try it out and test <laughs> so we did a seed round so nice. pero pagkatapos ng, when, when one person came on board ako naman parang oh tama na tama na tama na <laughs> okay na isa, okay na isa. Oh, right. natin kailangan yung money we don't right. need the money right. but it was very strategic because the investor uh, I, I can give them a shout out it's DDB so they're a wow. group of ba, advertising agencies it just made so much sense na we could tap into their network right. and reach their clients right. and that was also the vision of the chair Hill now it wasn't really the money, it was really the synergy. So, okay. when when the meeting of the minds came together, I was like, yeah, This makes a lot of sense, correct? Then I'll that's go for the it. Thing.
1: Uh, you gotta have the right investors, and if you again, sometimes you have to take a questionable person on your cap table, but yeah. you just have to be ready for the double edged sword that you're taking, yeah, because it can literally F your business. up <laughs> Agree <laughs> if You don't. All right. Let's take our last break, and when we come back, let's now pay it forward to the rest of the uh, the listeners here and the hustlers. Before we wrap this baby up, let's talk about that more after the break. We're back in the break we are still with Carlo I play again told us that journey and how he was ready to again take that leap again super idle because you took the right route I wish I had that but again
2: I, I, <laughs> I, it's, I, it's all there, different journeys different and again journeys.
1: it's not zero sum huh? I'm yeah. just saying at the end of the day what's important is you win and win is all subjective it's all subjective to us Yeah, a, a win for Carlo is what he defines it to be a win yeah. for me is different for me once you take in money with an investor there is no other way. You have to give them an exit or a profit or a whatever <laughs> that might be because yeah. you're not just giving that away for nothing. It's an exactly. investment, right? You become an investment vehicle all of a sudden. But I want to now understand because you've built this 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 empire along the way. Walk me through the initial vision and how did you build each business that you're now running and probably describe them one by one over the, 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 the years that you've done it.
2: So I'll start by describing the... The businesses, and then I'll talk about uh, how they kind of grew or why how they're connected. Okay. So we're the unbox group. Mm-hmm. The thrust really is to push the agenda of the creator economy. That's our thrust. Mm-hmm. And to to maximize the benefits of that particular world, no? Yep. So the first business is the unbox content network. Two the new you websites that we have, which is unbox.ph, dishype.ph. Um, our investment in geek.ph. So those are the websites, the channels that go along with all of those websites. So the business model there would be obviously advertising. Mm-hmm. Diba? Uh, uh, and if you go into selling and affiliate sales, that's number one. Yep. Uh, the second business that we put up is the unboxed uh, creator network. Mm-hmm. So the creator network was born out of the realization that it would be hard to compete against creators yep. as a website. Correct. So my idea was there. I had I could offer so much value to creators because I had the corporate experience. I had the network. Mm-hmm. I could teach them how to price themselves. I right. could guide them how to position themselves. Mm-hmm. I could tell them all the different monetization uh, methods yep. so that they are more geared for success. Correct. So we started that, and that's now actually our biggest business. So that's uh that's our talent management slash influencer marketing agency. Mm-hmm. So when I say talent management, we represent exclusively. Us uh, nice. around 50 plus YouTubers wow. and influencers mm. specifically mostly in the tech space and in the finance space gotcha. so majority I'd say 80 to 90% of the top tech creators are with us nice majority of the top finance creators are with us also yeah. so that was all strategic because mm. I if I had all of you I can go to the brands and negotiate hard exactly I could literally dictate the price. Exactly. So again you learn stuff from your corporate career, correct, the, correct. stuff like that. So that's the second business Unbox Creator Network. And then we put up uh the uh, Unbox Green Hills which is our retail space. Yes, I've been there. I snuck yeah. one time. Google Capital of you know, the Philippines. So <laughs> Promenade. So that's where all the passions mix from the toys to the gadgets mm-hmm. to but it's, it's it's really more a happy place than it is. Gotcha like a super big business but by the way we're opening Unbox Cebu I'm flying out to ah. Cebu this Sunday
1: just right after Sinulok <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, see, Chris Uy will be there she nice. she has a box in Unbox Cebu so in the former Cebu Kita kita sa well this will air after so, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, so but we'll, I'll be I will be opening up Unbox Cebu um, after non, I. maybe I, before we launched the next business I played around with some of the things that I had on my bucket list so I put up like a barber shop oh. uh, I put up a coffee shop all within Unbox Green Hills oh. So the idea was I can drive all my community there then I would mitigate the risk of having the smaller businesses by having them all segre- congregate in one place. All in. Oh, so parang you ka you ka, ka nice. <laughs> <Diba? laughs> And then we put up unbox Content Studios after. So yun that's gotcha. yung to where we took a seed round uh, to, uh, to do IP content. We're launching our first content next week. Uh, nice. I'll, I'll share with you na lang when it goes up. Gotcha. So And then you're doing IP So you own the IP We own the IP With talents Yes So yun the uh, next business was Unbox Content Studios And then after that I'm trying to remember everything We we made a couple ah, We put up an events company Unbox oh, wow. Live So those are our events For our creators And our IPs no? So we have UnboxCon Which happens every year nice. We have UnboxFest also So we rent out like several halls Or function rooms in SMX mm-hmm congregate people masaya siya and fun like that so nice. that's a different business unit also mm-hmm. and then there's a few investments here and there we invested in a a technical wear company called Sneak Attack so wow. they do uh, you know shirts, jackets and stuff nice. like that because again it, it all it all harmoniously works with all the different business right. units eh. so did I miss anything ba may anak I'm trying to think. Yeah, more more or less. That right. that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. So that's like the unbox group in a nutshell. Nice. Uh, and they're all, again, learning from corporate. They're all headed already by different senior people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our man come earlier prior to me going here. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's it's, it's been exciting because hey, you get to really apply all the learnings. At least I get to apply the learnings that I've had in my Correct. corporate career and my own thing right now.
1: Now when you, again, obviously you have experience building teams that so we don't need to really talk about that. But let's talk about those those senior people that you're talking about that you hired to really run it with you. When you what do you look for in those people that you go through? Because if you're going to be diversified this much, you cannot be zoomed in too much. You have to yeah. live through them. But, you cannot mess it up with the wrong hire.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: What, what did you look for in, in those types of people that you're looking for? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? It depends on the type of business unit that you've had for you to hire the right person. What was that like?
2: Well, number one, well, the first group of senior people were my first batch of employees that I hired. <gasps> from the
1: four to four. So, so the for example, four. so
2: see, I was mentioning about John, Leia, and Jamie. Mm-hmm. So, John is now the head of the Unbox content studios. Nice. Leia is the head of Unbox creator network. Jamie is the head of Unbox content studios, man. So, the trust, the work ethic, the mm-hmm. passion, the commitment between the four of us is already there. So I know them like Literally the back of my hand And I also know What they're strong at What they're weak at Mm -hmm. How can I compliment them And what are the Mm -hmm. things That I need to look out for Since I've Had so much history with them So those are like My go-to guys Eventually When we hired someone For the events group Mm -hmm. It was a bit of a search But eventually We found someone Shout out to Carla Who was just a perfect fit Chemistry wise Attitude Skill set Mm -hmm. Yung zest for life, who kinda resonated with everyone. Nice. Yung culture was there. Mm-hmm. So we got her. And it's been doing, I mean, really well also. So it's it's really that. Eh. Parang, I had an initial core group who grew with me, mm-hmm. which I'm super blessed with that they stuck it out with me. Nice. Uh, Nalalakon, when we were starting, we didn't have a payroll. So I would BPI transfer <laughs> their salaries every oh, month. Man. So, right. emay eh, leave it pa BPI naan, di 50,000. <laughs> so I couldn't transfer all their salaries at the oh, same time. No. So for them to stick with me through all of that. yeah, they, they know my plan. Eh? They know that I wanna you know eventually exit. Mm-hmm. And that's why they they are shareholders in their respective businesses. So that we all yep, reap, in the game. we all reap the benefits once we get to that time and space now we wanna hang up our boots and you know yeah, go to the next go thing. to whatever it is that we wanna get through. And some of them actually end up being partners in other endeavors. So I was talking with a uh, creator who was pitching me to uh, invest in their business. Okay. So sabi ko, okay, oh, Lea, parang Lea, join me na lang and uh-huh. if you want to also invest as on your own, right. then you can also join in, So parang it, it's it's a nice it's a nice group that I have.
1: Alright, last few questions. Through all of this again, you're grateful that you're you've stuck with you. But I want to understand how you evolved as a leader. So again, through all of this hustle, one thing is constant. You know, failure is gonna be there, yeah. so in different forms or and and, and sizes, right? And the, <laughs> there's a lot of humble pie that you're gonna have to eat. But through all of that, I just want to understand also how you evolved as a leader. You mentioned again the the early mistakes, but introspectively, how you process and how you react to things, and still without losing the vision, what was that like for you?
2: Hmm, so how am I? So how I evolved as a leader? Yeah. I guess that's a question. So. Well, now I'm more hands-on. Because for the longest time, I was very hands-off, right? Because I I had two things going on, which was my main job and uh, the side hustle, which was this. So this is actually the first time wherein I get to give like 100% of who I am. As in the first time ever Mm -hmm. in like the history of me that I'm actually able to apply all of me into one thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm having so much fun. Because these guys grew up with me now I get to really mentor them closely nice. And really, you know, spot where the things that they usually don't see Provide guidance to certain things We're fortunate to have enough room that they can make certain mistakes yep. Now I know which are fatal mistakes for the business That right. I know naman some mistakes you can make Okay lang yan, sige, matututo ka okay. and, and just having that that purview of all of those different things happening at the same time uh, and also you know just getting to apply the learnings on how to run teams how to run stuff which is super helpful um but now talaga I'm enjoying the the mentorship growing with paying it forward yeah with, with these guys and and just all of us going towards where we want to go so don't I'm excited all
1: right again that is so amazing thank you very much thank you Carlo, thank you salamat for having for such me such an amazing episode but before i let you go What's next? Again, this is just a start. This is the first time you're now all in 100%. But with all these businesses, I'm pretty sure this is just a start. You'll be a conglomerate. Carlo, a conglomerate. What's next for you? And invite people over if people want to reach out to you and uh, you know uh, participate and be part of your creative network or whatnot. Where do they go and how do they do that?
2: Well, what's next is really going deep into the different businesses that we have. Mm-hmm. You can't go too wide, obviously. Yep. So I, I've, I've built already like several key businesses that they want to grow yep. uh, fast uh, over the next few years. So it's really going deep into uh, the talent agency, influencer marketing, the content side, the studios, our events, and really growing them as fast as possible so yep. that we're able to scale. Um, apart from that, uh so I just like to invite everyone to witness the journey with us. That's why I put up bet vlogs.
1: There you go. Know, I will be there. I will be the
2: second. Bit. Oh, it's on my it's my on my main channel, Carlo Ople. So we didn't make a separate YouTube channel yeah. now. Again, the channel grows with me. Yeah. So the channel was gadgets, then it became sneakers, then it became watches, became NBA cards for a mm-hmm. time. Now that I'm all in into this, I want people to see that side of me. Yeah. So, if people, if you guys are interested to see what's happening in our world in the Unbox Group, take a look at the vlog. It releases every Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we show you what happened in the last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it's so <sobrang> fun, parang <laughs> may mga meetings kami na pinag-usapan numbers that when we're editing, we cut mo yun. Parang <laughs> <laughs> nandito <laughs> yung target. Magkuso pihin yan. <laughs> <laughs> may mga ano, may mga sobrang sensitive stuff na we have man, to cut out man. every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then if you want to be part of the, the group, just check out ucn.ph. A lot of the things are there Naman, that you can find.
1: All right. Again, thank you, Carlo. But before I let you go, follow, follow us in whatever podcast app you're listening to, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any type of podcast app. And if we did say some jargon or any type of links that we Carlo mentioned, it's going to be the show notes on HustleShare.com. And again, if you want to experience the premium Hustle Share experience where we get to be part of how we build this community and the content, please check it out on Premium hustleshare.com again thank you Carlo very much
2: thank you appreciate it brother and I'll see you
1: guys in the next episode
2: peace